Hello everyone, and welcome to the Commander's Forge. My name is Andy Bentley, and here at the Commander's Forge, it's an area for me to talk about magic, commander, and anything else that I feel like I want to talk about. Now, last week I had to not record because the cable for my microphone was frayed, and it took a full week to get a new one in. So we return, we're kind of a little late to jump on the uh, full Tumblr like sneak preview that uh, Mark Rosewater did, but we are still going to kind of take a look at that in a little bit. Uh, we did um, have a plan for last week, so we're just kind of kind of expand on that for this week. Uh, namely, we're going to do a little bit of theory crafting and something that I want to see down the line. And then in the second half, we'll go over some of the stuff in Mark Rosewater's Tumblr post. So as we know, we're returning to Kamigawa. And I know I have expressed in the past that I would like a Mardu samurai. And I actually mentioned something about their brother Shamazaki. I would like to expand on that idea. Something I think they could do as like a commander deck or some, something along those lines. So the original Brother Shamazaki is a human samurai. It's a 2-1 for 2 and a red. It has Bushido 1. That means whenever it blocks or becomes blocked, it gets plus 1, plus 1 till end of turn. If there are exactly two permanents named Brother Shamazaki in play, the legend rule doesn't apply to them. And then each other creature named Brother Shamazaki gets plus two, plus two, and haste. So I looked into the actual lore behind these characters, and I kind of came up with this idea. So instead of being named the Brother Shamazaki, who are the only legendary creature in magic's history that breaks the legend rule I would actually name them so we would have the two brothers whose names are Saitaro and Shujiro so I broke it down like this Saitaro Yamazaki one a red and a white human samurai two one I bumped the Bushido on them each to Bushido 2. Uh, then they would have partners with the other of their brother. And they would have a clause that says, if you control the other one, they get plus 2, plus 2 in haste. And then Saitaro would have, whenever a samurai enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay 3 life to give the creature haste. And I tied this back to the lore because after working for the Emperor and they broke ties with them, they ended up serving with Godo, the Bandit Warlord. Hall of the Bandit Lord is a land that you can tap and pay three life to add a color to your mana pool. And then when a creature is cast with that, it gains haste. So I kind of tied it into that. And then Shujiro Yamazaki would be one, a red and a black, human samurai two, one, Bushido two, 
Same clause that if you control both, they get the plus two, plus two in haste and partner with the other one. But then Shujiro would have whenever a samurai enters the battlefield, you may pay one life to draw a card. Can't necessarily tie this back too much to the lore of it, but I can reasonably say that's a decent ability. Basically, what you're going to be doing is you're going to be levying your life for samurais and abilities. And again, it's just something I thought would be a neat idea. Will anybody from Watsi ever hear this idea? Probably not. Will it ever happen? Also, probably not. But, you know, sometimes it's fun to just kind of throw a thought out into the aether and just see what happens. And unfortunately, due to several complications with my computer, I actually lost a lot of my, like, saved audio data, which means I don't have uh, things recorded that I could pop into my podcast. I'm going to have to re-record some stuff, which means there's not going to be, like, a middle break. So I guess let's just kind of get into the second part. So the thing with uh, Mark's, Mark Rosewater's uh, Tumblr called Blogatog is he gives a uh, teaser before every uh, set starts being previewed. Well, we've already seen some of the uh, spoilers, so I can't give you, like, all of, like, my initial theories about what's going to be in the set. I can only give you, uh, basically anything that I haven't seen yet. Uh, so let's, uh, start with... A legendary creature returns, but now is a vampire. Uh, my guess is it's going to be Audric has been turned into a vampire. Some people were saying Thalia, but we're seeing a reprint of the original Thalia, which is odd considering I thought she died in the lore. Uh, e- e- either way. Uh, there is a I don't, I don't know. I'd have to refresh on the lore. Uh, there's a card that says, with Manuva, you less than or equal to the number of vampires you control. So I'm guessing it's going to be like a, look at the top card of your library, you may reveal it if it had, if its mana cost is less than the number of vampires you control, you can like cast it this turn or put it in your hand that's that's kind of my thing uh there's a uh no we already saw what that one is there's a uh, twice that many of tokens are created instead the general consensus is everyone thinks it's going to be a reprint of parallel lives which I'm all for because cards expensive. 
And then there's a um, a new legendary creature that combines two characters that previously each had their own legendary creature card. It's already been debunked that it's not going to be Olivia Voldaren and Edward Markov. They've already been previewed. It's not going to be Thalia and St. Traft as ghosts because we've already seen Thalia. And I don't think it's going to be Audric and somebody else because they... I still have my theory that he's going to be the legendary creature that's not a vampire. I could be wrong. The other prevailing theory is uh, Halana and Alana from Commander uh, Legends. They were from the lore of Innistrad and just hadn't seen cards, but were eventually printed in that set. But yeah, that's just... This is kind of a couple of theories I have about the set that's being spoiled now. And, uh, yeah. That's about all I got for you. Uh, links, as always, will be provided, and I mean, I guess just do whatever. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. The logo for the podcast was created by Nate and Erica Jacobs, and the music used was provided for use by Cody Mulpey and Ian Foss of The Crypt. You can find their music online by searching for The Crypt, and I must recommend them if you enjoy heavy music. Thank you again, and I'll see you next time.